Hey, it's Heidi Dawson, and this is Wednesday Wisdom, where I interview wildly successful people from across the world, where we get an inside view into what their daily life looks like. Success leaves clues, and on Wednesdays, we're finding them. Join me now for the latest wildly successful interview. Hi, guys. Welcome to the 93rd episode of the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast. On Wednesdays, we get to meet awesome, wildly successful people from around the world. And today, we get to talk to Mila Udina. Mila is an interior designer. She's an award-winning fashion designer and jewelry designer. So you know we have lots to talk about. She's from Toronto, Canada. And I love her designs. They're all so bold and fabulous. And after our discussion, I realized that her mindset is just as awesome. So let me introduce you to Mila. Hi, Mila. Hi. <laughs> how, how are you doing? I'm uh, wonderful, as wonderful as I can be in this time, but wonderful. Good. I'm so glad to hear it. It's so nice to, to finally meet you. I've, I've followed you on Instagram for a while. We connected and I have loved, loved, loved your style, not only your interior design style, because you're a designer, but also a fashion and jewelry is phenomenal. You have spectacular taste. Can I Thank just say that? <laughs> I, I feel the same. I honestly feel it's, feeling is mutual. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, I don't do, I don't design jewelry, but I do, and I'm sure you do the same thing. You create things in your head. Like I will design jewelry in my head. I'm like, oh, I wish I had that. Wouldn't that be a beautiful piece? And I look at your jewelry and I'm like, I know she looked at that. She, in her mind, she was like, I want to do this. And then you just created it. So we're going to talk more about that though. Okay. Um, we're going to start out though with the morning routine question because I love to hear what morning routines are. So do you have a morning routine that works for you and that you love and that you could share with us? I, I actually, I'm a morning person. So, okay. and I'm, I'm a super early morning person. And I think that that is uh, a part of what uh, makes me tick. I am up before everybody at the crack of dawn, um, usually around 5.30, o'clock. Sometimes I'll sleep in at 6.30. I get up and uh, for me, that's my time. And um, I just do some meditation. I get up. Uh, I have a, you know, my doggy. I take him for a little quick walk and I have my uh, juice in the morning. I do a lot of fresh juicing and like natural juices and stuff and coffee okay. and I'm very, but for me, morning is my time just to kind of uh, reflect on the day before because I am not great in the evening, but I'm really happy in the morning. So my brain just clicks in the morning right away and I get up and I, and I kind of run. So I give myself a minute to just be by myself and not answer emails and not talk to anybody. It's just about my time and my own brain. And it's, it's, it's actually my favorite time. Okay. That's another thing that we share then because I'm, I'm a morning person too. I don't really function well at night. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. I want to hear about the juicing. Tell me about what you juice. Um, so ginger, lemon, like I'll do a whole lemon, orange. Oh, wow. Um, celery, carrots, cucumbers. Okay. And I tend to add collagen powder into that. Okay. All right. I do collagen in my coffee. We used to juice a lot and I found that I felt a little bit bloated, but it, I think it was the cucumbers. It's, it, and I press everything. Like I do a cold press. Oh, it's cold press. Okay. So, so there's no, different. 
it's very different because you're removing the fibrous portions of the it's just right. and then you're getting just the liquid part of it okay okay that that makes a huge difference yes okay so then um that's why your skin looks so good <laughs> i don't you know what i i'm trying as hard as i can to take care of my skin i'm 43 and i'm proud of it and i'm trying to kind of take care of my wow. skin these days um, well, you look and amazing and your skin does really look pure so that has some, do you do, like, do you eat much sugar? I find that the more sugar I eat, like my skin starts showing that. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm really careful with, so I actually have celiac. So I, I stay away from uh, potatoes and rice and flour and grains. And um, pretty much I stay away from, away from dairy. Um, and uh, I do vitamin uh, injection, um, IVs. Okay. really, really helps as well. Vitamin and, IVs. Okay. I've, I, I take vitamins every day, but I've not heard of a vitamin injection. What, like what vitamins? Um, so he'll do, I go to a specialist and he does uh, lipoglutathione, which okay. is a comparative, right? And I take that daily. Liver? Is that a liver? No, glutathione is like a super reparative, like it helps everything in your body repair. It's incredible. And this liposymol, I think that's what it's called. I'm really bad with the first I'll, I'll forward it to you. Okay, but, yeah, do that. That would be great. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, and um, zinc and B and D, which is super, super important. Yeah. Um, and magnesium. So he'll do like a cocktail for me. And I have, I do an IV and the IV takes probably about an hour. And I do that about once a month. Oh, wow. And it's really, really good. I'll tell you for someone like me who has celiac, Yeah. it's also really helpful because I go straight right because of my body has a hard time digesting I'm obviously not digesting the nutrients from even if I'm taking uh, oral vitamins so I'm finding that with uh with the in injections it goes straight into my bloodstream so I, I inject wow. ingest better and it's easier for me to ingest and um, and I kind of feel like I got a rocket ship up my butt right after. It's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I, I, I just, I don't know if, if uh, you guys have doctors there who are doing this, but it's, I highly you know, I, I don't either. But I, I'm certainly going to look into it. So send me the information because we have, yeah. you know, I've, I'm very, I like holistic uh, anything, anything that's organic. I know for me, I interviewed just recently, well, it's been probably a couple months ago, a hormone doctor. And in our age group, you know, you start, your hormones start getting really weird. And so I do the organic pellets. I was extremely low in testosterone. Like I was not making any, my, my body was not getting any benefit from it at all. And that can be real problematic for your moods. Yeah. Um, for, for being able to build muscle, a lot of different reasons. And yeah. so for that, I do every three months, I have organic pellets, but in my hip, like, and it just, I feel that same way. Like, but after three or four days of getting them, I feel like I could run around my whole neighborhood and <laughs> I, I love it so much, but it, it also just makes me feel, it's not like a, a false high because I, I used to always feel that way. And then as I That's got, it. yeah, I'm a super, I think I'm like you, I'm a super high energy person. Yeah. I'm in 10 places at once. And my husband always, he always jokes, I'm happiest when I'm being ripped apart in 10 different places. And mm -hmm. it really is, it is a thing with me. And I know it's probably someone's going to reach out to me and tell me that it's not a healthy thing to be happy that way. 
I understand anyone who's watching this, I understand, but I really do feel happiest when I'm feeling like I'm uh, a part of something else and managing a, a bunch of projects and yeah. assisting a million different things. And I'm well, just the very high, high, pardon? It gives you purpose. Yeah, I'm very high functioning that way, I think. I'm happy. I love well. that. Okay. Well, I, I'm probably not, you know, and I, I know this is so funny. I had a, um, a girl that I was interviewing and she told me, and this is not me, but I'll ask you if you do it. She said she listens to other people's podcasts at 1.5 or two times the actual speed. Have you ever done that? No. I, it was, it was so funny to me because I accidentally did it one time and I listened to, um, Brooke Castillo. She's a podcast host. I love her, her podcast, the life coach school. And she was all of a sudden like talking really fast and really annoying. And she's never annoyed me. And I was just like, what is going on here? This is the most annoying podcast. And then I, I thought to myself, there's something wrong. <laughs> so I looked down and sure enough, I had sped it up to one and a half. And so when I'm having this conversation with Chris, you can, you can do that. And she said, oh, I, I regularly, I, I'm so hyper that when I listen to things, I like to listen to them at 1.5. Otherwise, I feel like it's a snail mode. I thought, because I, I thought my brain was going to explode when I did it. <laughs> Seriously. So I just wondered if you're that high energy, because she's that high energy too. That would, yeah. Okay. So no. My, my brain is always going. So I'm always, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in the shower and I'm, I'm, something's in my brain and then I'm like lying in bed and something's cooking in my brain and I'm talking and I'm, so I'm definitely always something visual cooking, you know, because yeah. I have so many projects on the go. Um, so I'm, I'm always, always in the back of my brain. It's always something's. I have some building blocks, some Lego happening. Yeah. Uh, but um, I, high functioning meaning, you know, I don't need to be at warp speed. It means like I like to be in multiple places and multiple at, at, at once. That's what I mean by high functioning. I love it. Okay. So that having talking about high functioning, you have your hand in a lot of areas of design, which is so creative and, and every area I've seen is beautiful. So, I mean, you're an award-winning fashion designer, a fabulous interior designer, and your jewelry designs are stunning and so unique. So do you have one of those areas that's your favorite or is it something that where they're equal? Yeah, so I, I it's really funny. I get asked that a lot and I, it's the same. I think it's like now it's become the same answer over and over again because it really is the truth. I just love design and I don't favor anything above uh, the other, because I really do feel like whatever uh, is bringing me that that sense of creativity at that moment is what's fueling me. So sometimes it's a house that I'm like, this is the, the best thing I've ever done. And then all of a sudden I'll jump in and it'll, it'll be, you know, I'll, I'll get a chance to, to pop in and style something for a cover or, you know, work with a great client that I've worked with for many years and design something for her piece of jewelry or, and I'll be like that, no, no, this is my favorite thing ever. And then I'll, you know, I'll do it again. Oh, no, no, this was my favorite thing ever. So I definitely, I yeah. for me, it's just where, wherever someone allows me to be creative, uh, I'm very, I feel extremely grateful, very, very fortunate that people, people just allow me to just go, go and do my thing. So what a fun place to be. I mean, do you have certain areas? Do you have a like clients where you do fashion design, um, jewelry design, and interior design for them? That's yeah. awesome. Okay. Yeah. And uh, they, they start to say that I'm like a trainer. They can't do anything without me anymore. I so love I'll, it. 
Oh no, it becomes like, it becomes like 911. I'm going out. I can't remember what you said. I what, need help. What I wear? What jewelry do I put with this? And how and should then, it look like when? Oh yeah. And then it becomes, uh, you know, we we're, we're building a cottage now or we're working on a backyard now. You've done our home. Okay. Now I want you to style our parties. Now I want you to style our husband. Now uh -huh. I want you, now I want you to, wait, I need some jewelry. Can you, can you just pop uh -huh. in and I love drop that. off some pieces? So I become like the resident, you know, the resident design, yeah. design assistant to everybody in their life. I know, but what a compliment though. I think that's a, a beautiful compliment when somebody's like, For sure. yeah, you've done so well in this that I want you to do this as well. Yeah. And, and I'm really, really, for me, that's the biggest compliment is when someone says to me, I want you back. I want you back. I can't but, live with you. Yes. I miss you. You know, that, that is the biggest compliment. It's, it's almost to me as much of a high as it is when I get that job for the first time. You know, I'm a hustler and, and I'm definitely always, always eager and keen to, I'm a people pleaser. I think that also is an issue. I'm sure yeah. someone will. <laughs> but I, I, think I that, share that with you as well. <laughs> I think as a creative, that just comes somehow naturally as a, as a package. Yes. And uh, I'm, I'm always, you know, either I'm, if, if I'm creating a piece of art or if I'm creating an interior a piece of furniture or a piece of jewelry, I really just think it, it, it's about the client. I'm just trying to please that client. And, and uh, yeah. like I said, you know, they're allowing me to be creative. That's a big thing for me. That's a big thing. Well, that is wonderful. And I, I, I know for me, the most satisfying part of being an interior designer is hearing people say a year after they're in their space, like, I love it so much. I just have to send you a test text to say, Hey, it's yes. and I still love it just as much as the day it's finished. So when I get those, yes, yes. <laughs> good feeling. You're right. You're right. Is okay. that the people pleaser in us that like, <laughs> I made it. No, no, I, I have, I get the same high as you. I love that. And I love that feeling when someone takes the time to do that yes. takes, because I don't know if you feel that running your own business, I get all the problems, right? So everyone always assumes that I walk into a place, I pick a few pieces of furniture, you know, I pick a few outfits and then my job is done and I make a million dollars. You know what I mean? Right. right? Yeah. But, uh, there, there are so many, oh my God, so many logistical issues that you're dealing with and you're, yeah. you're playing psychiatrist most of the time to the clients and sure. you're managing personalities, you're managing trades. And a lot of what I've started to do as well is the general contracting portion of the projects because the clients are saying to me now, oh, well, you're here anyways. And do you know this? Do you know a good Tyler? Yes, I do. Great. Do you know, you know, a good, uh, you know, builder? Yes, I do. Because now I'm working with builders more and more and more. You know, I just right. designed a $35 million project. It was 28 townhomes. And it was de designing, custom designing every single unit. for every That's fun. Yeah. Just building those relationships. And then coming back and saying, oh, we want wallpaper. Great. I know someone for you. Oh, we need drapery. Great. I know someone for you. I can manage that portion of it for you. Yeah. That's so that was, that was a, that was the, the big thing for me. And then that's how those, I think those relationships tend to also kind of grow with your clients is that trust. Right. You know, that, I think that's the biggest part of, of our industry that no one really understands and no one really talks about is, is the, the psychological portion of our work and how it's not just a technical job. It, it really is a personality business as well. And, and I think you really have to understand people and you really have to be 
uh, empathetic and kind and, and very, very patient and, and very good at problem solving. And that only comes with years and years and years of experience, right? Like you just- No, that's true. It's true. And a lot of times people, well, people are hiring you to make the decisions that they are not comfortable making. And yeah, so yeah. a I'm lot- making, Like you, we're, we're making millions of dollars of worth of decisions. Funny enough, you know, just, just veering off for a second, I get decision fatigue by the end of the week. So yes. my husband will be like, what do you want for dinner? And I'm like, uh, I'm like, I can't make uh -uh. a decision for myself by the end of the so week. True. I've made 15,000 decisions for 10 homes that I'm on and five other pieces and, you know, future furniture and all the other things that I'm working on. So I find it is, it is so much, so much about uh, balance and decision making and psychology and so true it's so true and decision fatigue is a real thing I, I agree with you there are times where I've been doing the same thing and then at the end of the week I'm kind of like my husband will say the same thing I'm going just tell <laughs> just tell me what we're doing I don't care <laughs> I don't know I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know but, but it's gonna be fine you know I don't know just I want to go to bed I don't know so how did you get into jewelry design? Because I have a, I have a, a young friend who is doing design, jewelry design, and she's precious right. and she's doing all this beautiful stuff. Oh, okay. You're breaking up. Okay. 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 No, it's fine. I, ha I was just saying I have a young friend who was doing jewelry design. How did you get into jewelry design? I mean, you have very, very beautiful, fine jewelry. So, uh, to go, one of uh, my clients, who actually is the manufacturer. He has factories. Um, he's also part of the wholesale sector, but he is really, really um, very well connected. He's, it's like a family business. Um, he approached me and said, listen, um, let's work together. Let's design, let's build, let's, uh, you know, let's see what we can do. And um, I, I it, it was, it was even before he finished talking, I was like, mm -hmm, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I've been approached probably like yourself quite a few times to do certain yeah. things. I've been approached, you know, like, Hey, do you want to design tights for, for us? And I'm like, I, I can't, I have no connection to tights. I can't do, I can't. Right, right, right. Tights. But jewelry is something. But I've always designed. Yeah. And I've always custom made pieces for clients and designed custom made pieces for clients with jewelers. Okay. Um, uh, and I've traveled a lot with clients and shopped with them, for example, for luxury pieces as well. So I've been watching that sector for a long time and kind of uh, part of that, that, um, that business in a sense from an outsider's perspective. And I, I think I do look at it a little bit more from a, from a, um, a maybe more architectural, more, maybe more fashion perspective. Right. Sure. Than someone who's just been in, in that one industry. And that's maybe what I pride myself on. I, I'm, I'm an outsider from all of those industries. I'm not really an interior designer. I'm not really a fashion designer anymore. I'm not really a jewelry designer. I see everything from, uh, you know, I, I look at 40, 50 sites a day and I source all the time and I'm constantly looking at books and design books and I'm always finding new sites and new designers and uh you know all through all different types of design right not i'm not talking about interiors i'm talking about furniture design or talking about architects i'm always interested in in you know what's happening out there in the rest of the world and i want to be an international designer and that's really where my heart is i want to be not just a you know i'm very proud to be canadian i'm actually a russian and i'm very proud to be russian oh wow and, okay 
Yeah, I interviewed a, I interviewed a Russian um, woman who I adore just recently. So, uh, and I'm very proud to be Russian. And uh, I, I honestly think that there's, uh, as an international designer and seeing myself as an international designer, I think that means that you need to see what's going on in the rest of the world. And, and I think that's where the jewelry was such a good fit for me. Yeah, and I love that. It was such a good fit for me that way. And, and I think as a, if you are getting into something or, or anyone getting into something, you have to be true to yourself as much as you possibly can be. And that yeah. is following your gut instincts. You know, this, this incredible doctor that my sister introduced me to, um, who does all these like YouTube uh, talks, he was saying that um, you, your gut sends you more, um, you know, when they say gut instinct, like your gut sends you more um, uh, clues to your brain. Yeah, like lines to the communication to your brain than even your brain sends, right? Because you are, you're getting so much uh, connectivity from your gut. So he says that where that comes from. Dr. Gabor, I can look him up. Dr. Gabor, I gotta look him up for you. Yeah, yeah, because I'm always interested in that. I love gut health too. I'm very interested in gut health. I Do you guys do, like, do you have colonics and things like that? Do you do? No, I haven't done anything like that. Um, so his name is Dr. Gabor Mate, M-A-T-E. Okay. I will look him up. I'm interested in that because I do, I do believe that as well. And I didn't realize, I wouldn't have realized that, that the gut sends you more um, sensations to the brain or ideas or thoughts than your brain actually creates. That's, but I can see that. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, he says it much more uh, intellectually than I, right. <laughs> I, I, but you know, you, I think you get the gist. It's just the, the concept that it's like, we should listen to our gut. And I think Absolutely. that part of business and being a good business business person, you have to listen to your gut. You have to listen to your instincts. Well, when you listen to your gut, I've, when I listen to my gut, I'm generally right. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting to me. So, okay. So all of your, the, th across the three, um, design areas, I noticed something consistent, which is boldness. Like, I feel like you're very bold in your design with interiors, um, your clothing, your fashion style is very bold and your jewelry is also pretty bold, even though it's very delicate and feminine. So we talked about this a little bit. You, do you adapt your style to your clients um, or do they come to you and be like, they're like, I love your style. Just do it. You know what? It happens both ways. It really happens both ways. And what I find is um, even if my, the client comes to me and says, you do whatever you want to, I'm still always looking at what's best for the home. I always try to make the renovation or the design, the interior speak to uh, the home as a whole. So it, I always wanted to look like it was originally like that, right? Very important to me. So good, yes. So that sometimes is not my aesthetic. That sometimes does, has nothing to do with who I am as a designer. That's what's best for the home and what's best for the client. And then sometimes I get clients who are like, I just, all of that, just do it, go. I just want that. And I'll, I'll try to kind of, you know, flex that. In. Yeah. Yeah flex that and then just have fun and do what I want to do. And which is to me as a designer, I like that best. I don't know. You know, it's yeah. funny <laughs> because sometimes I think, sometimes I think when you're, when you're given that carte blanche, people put a very high expectation on that. Yeah. So sure. I, have to, I even have, to, I find I have to mitigate expectations. 
Yes. You know, really explain to people, well, thank you for giving me the universe. However, I still think this is what's best for you. And I still think, and I'm not about like, I really believe if someone gives you $5 million, you can design the best of the best. I think a good designer should really be able to take the least expensive materials and still create something beautiful. I, agree. I, I, I really pride myself on that. I pride myself on the fact that I'm not, I'm not a, you know, uh, a snob to materials. And, and I, I really, really love the less expensive projects sometimes more because I really, really have to flex my, my design. Yeah, I agree. I've said that all along um, with my design career as well, is that the, some of the hardest but most fun projects are the ones where you don't have a big budget because big budgets are easy. You can do that. Anybody can make something yeah. good with a lot of money. Right. Whereas with a, a smaller budget, it's more challenging, but it's so satisfying when you're done. It is. It is. I 100% agree. And it's that feeling of, you know what? I really got something right. Yes. I, I really I, got something right. Yeah. Well, and you helped someone too. It's, it's that fulfillment satisfaction that, okay, so their budget wasn't that big, but look now you'd never know it. You know, when you're looking at this project, you're like, you'd never know it. I, I love that. Um, and I, I agree. It's one for me too, that I love those projects. Um, so your designs too very, not only are they bold, but they seem confident. Does that confidence, I mean, does that come naturally to you? Was that something you had to work on? Um, talk to me a little bit about that. Have you always been this confident? I, I you know what, I, I am a, I'm a ham. I'm a performer. I am very much, I, I came from an art school background. Right. I was, did I read you were an actress or you did some of that? I was dancing. I was doing okay, drama. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I, I was, uh, I went to an art school. At, at a, I uh, got into a very prestigious art school here in the city. Okay. And, uh, so from the age of eight years old, I was acting and singing and dancing. And so that is a, a huge um, part of, I think, why I'm, I'm willing to look like a moron in front of people and just kind of, <laughs> you know, figure it out, just figure it out as I go along. And, yeah. and my business has been very organic that way. And, and it's happened. And, and um, I just, if I fall flat, I fall flat. I just, I, continue on you know I've, I've tried product design previously didn't work okay no problem that's on to the next no problem I, I think somebody else might have been crippled by that and, and been th thought of it like okay I can't do anything it's, it doesn't work I'm not successful but I just feel like it doesn't work you learn something you move on it doesn't it, it does right. work you build on that so um, my career definitely has has kind of changed that way I've moved with it very organically and and um tried and I and I always try things in places where everyone thinks it's not a fancy place right you know I'll okay. try to try something I'll try to implement design into a, a portion of business where no one thinks about design in that type of business or okay. nobody thinks to you know style those types of women or no one thinks to you know address that type of um, home or that type of structure or, you know, for example, at a price point right now, I'm working on two, I'm building two homes, uh, for a builder. And, uh, I said to him, just because it's under this price point does not mean we should have A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. So I try to say to him that we want to surprise the customer. We want to surprise the clients. We want to build in those small, tiny details um, and, and really, really surprise people and show them that, okay, I only have this much to spend, but it doesn't mean that I'm not going to get top quality design or I'm not going to get the best of something or I'm not going to be surprised. So I try, I, I really, that's, that's a big thing for me. So I think confidence stems from 
falling on your face a hundred thousand times. Right. So true. And then just getting back up and being like, well, someone thinks I'm an idiot. Someone thinks I'm great. Right. Fantastic. I don't know. But it's so good though, you know, cause that's not easy to do. I, and you know, and I've, I've, I've interviewed a lot of people and it does seem that confidence has to be there in order to succeed because you are going to fail so many times that you, you, if you give up, you're never going to, you're never going to make it, you know, you have to just keep moving forward. Even if you fall. Yeah. You, you just, I, I take a minute. I, uh, if I fall, I take a minute. I definitely think that like surrounding myself with really amazing friends and really wonderful human beings makes a huge difference. Um, I have a really supportive husband who's like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm here to help you lick your wounds. Let's go on now. Let's move on. And, um, yeah, we've been married 20 years now. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank that's, you. That's very important to have. And I'm glad you brought that up. The friendships that support you and the family that support you, because sometimes that gets lost in people realizing that even though you have little hiccups in business, it's important to surround yourself with people that really love you no matter what, because you're not always going to be perfectly successful, you know? A hundred percent. And and I think to every single person, success means something else. And it's really funny. Like, so true. I don't know if I'm successful yet. You know, like I look at myself and I'm like, I don't know if I'm there yet. I have, every time I hit this, you yeah. know, this, this new place that I, I'm aiming for, I go, Okay, and I talk to my friends about this sometimes, you know, my business friends, and I'll mm-hmm. say, you know, I got there, and I'm like, mm, okay, I'm gonna go here now, you know, yeah. and I'm, and then she, she's looking at me like, but you have to take a minute and be happy and proud of what you just accomplished, oh, and actually call yourself a designer, and I'll be like, mm, okay, not yet, hold on a second, I need to get here. Hold I on gotta have this in order to be that. Yes. Yeah, so I'm You're moving I'm, the goalposts on yourself. My husband says yeah. I do that too. Like you, once you reach a certain thing, you're kind of like, okay, well, but. I haven't done this. And then now that's the goalpost. And, and we do that, but I sometimes think that's why we um, reach new heights is because we're always setting new goals. I think so too. I think pushing, pushing myself uh, to always grow. Um, you know, I'm kind of one of those people, Heidi, that it's like, I, everyone's like, what do you do on your downtime? I'm like, I read business books. I read psychology yeah. books. I'm like a nerd. <laughs> I'm like, I like, I like old school movies on Turner Classic Movies. I, I love it. Old fashioned and old interiors. I just want to look at what everybody's wearing. And so I am a nerd and I am just. Somehow- you don't look like the, the normal nerd. For the- <laughs> no, I'm just record, pretending. But- I'm just pretending. I really am just a nerd. And I just love, I, I, I love design and I really just, that's it. That's it's so fun. Cool. Okay. So what, are there any books that you're just, that you love so much and that you're reading right now or that you've read in the past that you think, oh my gosh, you have to read this book? Oh, oh, there's so many good ones. I'm, I'm just obsessed with like good business books, like good, good modeling books, like a good understanding of, and good psychology books. And, and I actually love books where it's like, what makes people tick, you know, human the human uh, nature or um, what is it? I'm reading a book right now by Tim Ferriss, the big one, you know, where he interviews all of these successful people and then he just compiled it into a book. Oh, I should read that. Yeah. I'll, I, the, it's, I'm drawing a blank on it right now. It's, it's about, 
I swear, I think it's four inches thick, oh, but it's so good. You, you must read it. You will love it. I'll send it to you. I'll, in fact, I'll put it in the show notes. It's Tim Ferriss's book where he interviewed a lot of people like Tony Robbins and you know, all these, all these great people that you're, you're learning from. So I, I actually funny enough that you said, yeah. So, um, I love, sorry, I'm sitting on a beanbag chair in my bedroom to have some privacy and I obviously probably look like a total idiot. So no, no, not at all. I love beanbag chairs. <laughs> I stole it from my daughter's room. So I, um, I love Malcolm Gladwell books. Um, Malcolm Gladwell. Okay. Malcolm Gladwell, uh, Chip and it's two brothers and they write all these incredible, like what makes people tick. Like, I love all that kind of stuff. I just love like learning about people and psychology and, and, um, what makes people tick? Okay. What makes, what makes makes something successful, right? What, what is the tipping? Like there's this one book, the tipping point, right? Like what, what is it that, how do we get from, you know, that first dollar and we, we, we get past, we keep going, going, going. And then we, we hit that million dollar mark. Like what is it? How do we get there? So I think as much as I'm a creative, I think I love, I love business, right? I love the idea that, um, so I, my family came as refugees from Russia. We came with nothing and we started with nothing. Like my, my family, and I'm talking about like, I have vivid memories of all coming with nothing. And, and just crazy. Wow. How old were you? Um, I was born in Russia. Um, and then we had to do refugee status through Italy. So I left when I was a year. And then I came here when I was three. So, wow. they, and my mom was, my mom is an incredibly, incredibly talented woman. Um, she's done homes all over the world. Very, very talented designer. And she started, she came to Canada and was washing floors at McDonald's. Yeah. Like we, we really started with nothing. So I have such wow. a, such a groundness and such a pride in, in my background and such a pride in, in what I've been able to accomplish. And, you know, I didn't come from money. So the fact that like, I, I get to dress people for a living who have crazy money or I get to you know, do crazy multi-million dollar homes. I'm like, I, sometimes I'm like, that's so strange because I didn't, I didn't have that. You know what I mean? Okay. Yes, absolutely. You're pinching yourself. Like this is so fun. It's so fun. Um, okay. So that's interesting to me that you, um, you know, that I was talking to another girl that lived in Canada. That was this kind of the same thing. They came as they came, she came from Pakistan. And so Canada is very welcoming Um, I feel like I know America gets a bad rap for welcoming refugees as well, but we do. Um, We really do. We do. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we, we love to have diversity and I think it's a beautiful thing. It makes the whole United States of America is kind of a melting pot. And I think Canada is the same way. Is it not? Yeah. We're, we're very diverse and we're very culturally diverse. I mean, even Toronto, you can go and get the best Thai food, the best sushi, the best, Indian food you can possibly find outside of India, outside of, you know, um, of Japan, the, the, the type of culture that we have here. Um, the nice thing about Canadians is it's, it's a very preserved, very, we're, we're all proud to be Canadian, but we we really preserve our own culture as well. And you see that here, you really get a a chance to, um, you get a chance to feel it, especially in Toronto. You know, I, I, I say this all the time, but every 
Canadian I've ever met, like I instantly love them. And it's, (laughs) there's something about it. I don't know if it's just a chill. I mean, every Canadian, I'm serious. Everybody's kind of chill. I mean, there's just no kind of edge to it. I do think sometimes Americans have a little bit of an edge. I don't know. Kinda. I mean, it's not horrible. I love Americans too, but I don't know. There's a chill on Canadians and it's been consistent. So I don't know. I'll keep interviewing and I'll let you know if I find one. Yeah, this is really interesting. Yeah, no, it's true. I, I, I love it. I mean, I think I know what I'm going to get when I, when I, I know going into it, that it's going to be kind of fun and really chill, which is so awesome. So I love it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now let's talk a little bit about, since you've been working in interior design, is there something that um, people listening could, if they're not an interior designer and maybe they can't afford an interior designer, are there, is there something that you notice that people do that's like a mistake that they could possibly make without using a designer that we could give them a tip? Yes. I'm sure you've seen this as well. Okay. I'm ready everything please stop matching stop 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 with the red and then the red and then the red and then the red and then the red you know like or if it's like chrome where everything has to be chrome okay you know if if it's uh you know this type of uh gray sofa i can only have gray chairs and and a gray rug and it has to be a gray gray you know pillows and 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 a gray throw and so i definitely do see that a lot Uh, yes uh, and I, I think that's just because people are afraid to make a mistake and then have to live with it. You know, it, it's your own personal space and, and people are spending money and it's hard-earned money. And I think people start to get kind of anxious and sometimes I'll get, it, it really, and it comes down to everything. It comes down to even how I style people. I, I get the same phone calls, you know, if I were black, do I wear just black, 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 is that the safest? Like, you know, everyone kind of wants to be safe. And, and I do have the clients, which I respectfully think, listen, that is what you're asking me for. We will stick within all the tones of gray in the, on the planet and make it work and still try to make it interesting. And, and you know, we can definitely find a balance in that. But they're, they're def- I find that there definitely is, people are afraid to mix metals. They're afraid to mix materials. Yep. And I think that's, good design really is about balance, but it is also about mixing materials. Anything you're doing, if you're styling, if you're doing any kind of, you know, uh, any kind of interior, exterior, interior, you need to mix materials, you need to mix um, textures, um, metals, it is, it is extremely important. I, I, that's a very, very good thing to say. I've definitely noticed that people, that's one of the questions I get a lot is, can I mix metals? You know, especially. Yes, please mix. Please. I agree. Please mix your metals, please. That's right. Well, it gives it gives it some variety and and um, you know, if you have all chrome, it's going to feel a little chilly. But if you throw in something either black or even like a brushed gold or something, it feel, makes it it warms it or even some wood. Um, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So I, so much for me, design is as that's I think where my aesthetic comes in is layers and mixing. Yeah. And, and very much, I don't know, maybe that's, you've noticed that with me. I have, uh-huh. I have. Yeah, noticed that. Those are my two key, two key things that I always kind of come back to in design is, is number one, I, I'm always layering and number two, I'm always mixing whatever. And I always try to kind of throw something in there that's unexpected um, mm-hmm. in, in kind of a cheeky way. I always try to do something, either it's a piece of art that's really silly or, um, 
you know, I, I've, I've worked for um, clients who fly in from all over the world and, and I'll do a space for them here and I'll put everything, they've asked me for something very specific and I'll always throw in one little thing that they're going to fight with me about. And in the end, it's always the one thing that they tell me that they love the most. That's so this, this unexpected, oh, I've had, I had years ago, I had this, this couple I was doing there. It was a big, beautiful home. And I found this incredibly beautiful vintage chandelier. And they were both like, what is that crap that you're putting up in our like dining? What is that? I don't understand. And I had to like, basically like get down on my hands and knees. Heidi, I know we've all done it. Every designer yeah. has done this once. And so yeah. just trust me, please. I beg you one time, trust me. So um, about four years later, they were selling the house and she, the homeowner calls me sobbing. All we want is that chandelier. We want to, we, we've said in the offer, you cannot have our chandelier. It's our favorite chandelier. Please find us the same chandelier because they won't buy the house without the chandelier. And I'm like, what? You didn't even the chandelier. You're hating that chandelier. And now you just can't live without it. I love it. it. That's so awesome. Yeah, because you have vision, you know, and that's, that's the vision is what I think they're paying you for, you know. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. I love that. I love that. Um, all right. So then the mindset there of just being confident enough to say, this is going to work. Trust me. Um, that can be scary. And I think mindset is really important when we talk about that for success. And so many, so, so many people, um, we all have a mindset that can hold us back if we let it. Um, do you have like any limiting thoughts that you've had to overcome in, in your line of work or anything in limiting beliefs that you've had that you've carried that you've overcome? I mean, for a long time and I still, like I just joked about it. I, I don't see myself as an interior designer or as a designer or as a jeweler or as, so I think that's those labels that, um, you know, people put on you and the, the box that people put you in that they assume that if you do one thing, you can't do another, or, you know, yeah. like I, I graduated Royal Conservatory of Piano or I danced for, you know, for 15 years. Does yeah. that mean that I'm not a good artist? Does that mean that I'm not a good mom? Does that mean, you know what I mean? So everyone kind of puts you in those, those, um, boxes and then you, you, if, sometimes when you're overworked or you're tired, you tend to sometimes believe those things, right? Of and, course. And yeah. I think that's, that's uh, helped um, by meditation with me. And I do mm -hmm. a lot of guided meditation. I love Joe Dispenza, by the yes. way. Love Joe Dispenza. Uh, so that's um, a huge, huge help for me is um, that, that sense of uh, mind reset and um, understanding when you're uh, being negative to yourself. And, and I think just in general, it's uh, just being more kind to yourself. You know, the difference between working for someone, I always say this and, and working for yourself is no one's giving you a gold star at the end of the day. You're just hearing the issues all the time. You're hearing the, you know, the, the things that have to be fixed. You're hearing about the, you know, things that are not going right or managing the clients or trying to, you know, hurry up and finish off the project for them on, to, on a budget and on time. So I think that tends to ride on you a little bit as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the meditation, where the, that, um, you know, turn everything off for a minute and just be, be uh, centered within yourself and find yourself a little bit mentally. That's really what helps. Um, I think also working with builders sometimes is, especially the last few years I've been working with builders and developers, very, very difficult industry. 
extremely, especially for a woman, I find. I know that sounds, I don't know if everyone's had that experience, but I have. And I think, you know, just being taken seriously as a woman. Um, and also, um, I think just dealing with a lot of the, you know, I want to put the, the most in my pocket and this is what I'm going to set your value at. So, and you, you should take it because I'm such a great, you know, builder. I'm such a great developer. I'm the, so there's a lot of that that happens. I'm sure it happens all over the world. It does. Yeah, absolutely. It happens in, in every industry. I mean, I'm, I'm in, obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking from my own perspective in my own industry. And I think as a woman in general, um, you know, I get to, like, I show up in a pair of high heels. Obviously, there's probably nothing in my brain, right? Like there's, <laughs> so I, I do get, I do get a little bit of that communication from, yeah. from sometimes or you know I get called sweetheart a lot and you know honey and so and then I'm like okay you know let's let's not do that let's you know so you, yeah. you have to kind of be really tough that way so you learn to be yeah. you learn to have a thicker skin on that end too and um you don't come in you're not walking in and I, I do know this is that there is, there are certain types that when you walk in as a woman and especially if you are a feminine woman which you are, and is that you don't get that automatic, she knows what she's doing, respect. Um, I mean, and I, and I, and it, like you said, everyone reads you as, as immediately, and they, and they tell you what you are worth and what your value is but by how you're dressed, and I understand that. I, I think clothing is an extremely important part of um, understanding who we are visually and, and at least communicating. Presentation. It's presentation. You're presenting yourself and people respond to how you present yourself. So it's very important. And I know people don't like to hear that. And I, I talk about this a lot that, you know, as a society, sometimes we get away from, you know, thinking, oh, it matters, but it does. It a hundred percent does. <laughs> we, we make a, a half a second decision on who you are and, and what your worth is it's and it's, it's not like, it's like six to, seconds is it six yeah. or seven seconds you are summed up it's nothing to do with you being a bad person or a good person is just how we're built as, as humans you know and i've talked about you can overcome it yes but you have to get you know you have to get to the point they have to accept you long enough for the for you to overcome it and sometimes if you were to walk in as a designer and this is just an example if you were to walk in as a designer in like a outfit that's like sweatpants late you know you just haven't taken yourself seriously and you haven't you're not showing that you care about your style how are they gonna think that you're gonna design their space yeah and, and I have to say I love getting dressed up I yes I can see that every I time I see your pictures you're how long does it take you to get ready in the day well I'm like five minutes I'm like okay oh, all right I'm so I knew okay, you were gonna so. say that no no so I'm really low maintenance I wash my hair and I braid it at night so oh, okay. Like, so do you French braid it at night? Cause it has a beautiful curl. Yeah. Just, just okay. a quick little French braid. And then like, it's like five minute makeup, like eyeliner, mascara, and I'm out. Like I am so low maintenance and nobody believes me. <laughs> I know. You know what I knew? I was like, in my mind, I'm like, at some point during this interview, I'm going to ask her this, how long it takes her to get ready. Because every time I see you on one of your projects, you look amazing. And I'm like, I know she's going to say five minutes, but no, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I, I love clothes. I'm a clothes horse. I'll tell yes. you the truth. I love clothes. I love fashion. Do you make your own, like, do you make your own, do you style design your own fashion? Um, I used to. Yeah. When I was, you know what, when I was in university, sorry, say it again. 
I, I was just asking, I think we got a little off kilter there, but did you, do you design your own clothes? Do you make them? I, I did for many, many years. I did okay. for many, many years. And then I just haven't, I obviously haven't had the time lately. Right, but no, you don't. I, when I was in university, basically, I was sewing myself a new outfit every morning. I was like, oh, I feel like wearing this. I'm like, you know, I'm going to sew I myself a new outfit. <laughs> it was just like, just, it, it's just the, the way the creative brain works, right? Oh, I know. I saw, I've seen like these little videos of you making the cutest skirt. I don't remember what it was, but you were using something. And I was like, I would have never thought of using that and then wearing it. Yeah. I remember what it was, but I loved it. I loved it. I love to look at it, you know, but I, I, I'm not handy like that. So that isn't my gift, but I love to watch it. And I love to see well, it. I grew up in that. I grew up on the floor okay. in my mom's couturier. So okay. I grew up watching my mom make the most incredible gowns. Oh my goodness. Spend a year making a wedding dress for someone. Like this was, these oh, lucky come, you are. it's crazy. These women would come to my mom from all over the world and she would make these gowns, the stuff that was coming from this little tiny rush woman who was like, oh, you know, you know, like it's a little, this here, there, you know, and it's like, boom, it's this crazy stuff. I love it. Oh my goodness. And so I grew up that, that all I wanted was clothing. I just wanted to be one of those glamorous women. I just wanted to. And look at you. Here you, are. <laughs> you are. And I know you're, you, you, you probably, it's that mind where you're like, no, not really, not yet. Just if I do this. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I was about to say that. I was almost stopped you. I was going to stop you before you got to say that because uh, I knew that you were thinking it because we, as we do that to ourselves and you project and what you are putting out there is definitely very elegant and very beautiful. So never, ever doubt that. Thank you. Thank for you. one second. Um, okay. So let's, let me ask you this. Um, what do you have any advice like for your younger self, like, or, or for somebody just starting out that maybe they're going into a different field than what their degree is like you have, or, you know, something, some advice for yourself when you were younger or for people just starting out? Um, you know, the, the one thing that a lot of, okay, so I don't know what kind of advice I'd give myself besides don't cry so much. Um, <laughs> I'm very, very, I'm an emotional woman. <laughs> no, but it's probably healthy, right? I get it out. I yeah, get it out. I think if you don't, if like, I don't cry ever. And my husband doesn't, he's like, I don't think that's normal, but I just, I'm, I'm, I cry and then I'm like, I'm on, right? Yeah, I, that, I, I think that's healthy. I don't yeah. cry. I, I don't cry unless I'm extremely angry. And that, then that's how it comes out is me crying because I'm so mad and I don't oh. get that. Like very, I, that's very rare, very rare. Well, I'm happy. I'm happy actually about that. Yeah. Um, so what kind of advice would I give myself as a younger person? Um, I would say, so, okay. A lot of a lot of young girls ask me to intern and, or they ask if they should go to school. Mm -hmm. And I think the best mode of education as a designer is mm -hmm. on-site training. Totally. Go and work and watch and show up at kitchen meetings. You know, I've, I've built 38 kitchens in the last two, three years. Go in and figure, go and go and sit in on a couple of those meetings and have that brain hemorrhage that, you know, so much complicated stuff that you can only learn when you're doing that kind of thing. Go and go and 
talk to a builder and see if you can put on a hard hat and walk through and just observe for the duration of the build. Go and um, watch how plumbers are doing the work and tilers and how, uh, you know, furniture companies work and how go to, you know, look at a million sites a day, go and, well, and open it, up a book. That's so right. That's such a great, great point because two, they might find it's not their thing. Yeah. You know, and then you don't spend four years getting a degree. I, I didn't get my degree in interior design until I was an adult because when I right out of school, I went to work and then I developed my my dad and I built homes and I just realized, uh, I, this is what I love and I'm kind of good at it. And That's so it kind of developed into that. And then as an adult, I went and got my degree, but I could have, I didn't have to get a degree. I just got it because I thought I needed that credential and I didn't, I didn't need it. But, um, so I would never have gone and gotten that degree right out of high school though. It's really funny. When I was applying for university, I had already won multiple competitions in fashion. Right. Uh, I had run one placements. I had been working with my mom's studio for, since I was 14. Okay. So I was sewing from a very young age already. And I remember when I was applying to the university, one of the professors took me aside and actually said, what are you doing here? Yeah. And I said, what do you mean? And he says, you don't need this. And I said, well, what are you talking about? I want the piece of paper. And he was like, what piece of paper? Go, go work. You have more. So that's actually probably was good advice. It was good. I mean, I was stubborn and I got the university degree and that's I used good. it. Yeah. I have to say my favorite part of being a part of that design university programming was the furniture design portion of it, funny enough. And the fact that I won that placement to study in England. Right. Getting to go there. And I went with like no money. Like I had nothing. I had no idea where I was, where I was going to even live. I called up my friend and I was like, hi, can I stay with you? Like I had nothing. Oh, <laughs> it was crazy. Oh my and uh, I just remember I showed up and I just thought this was the best thing that I could have ever possibly done. Um, so I really so think fun. if you can study somewhere else, study abroad for a year, six months. Um, the, the one thing that I find as young people these days is everyone says to me, well, I've paid my dues. I went to school or I've paid my dues. I, I worked the, these many hours. I am still paying my dues. And no. I find that the, 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 yeah, the amount of, of education in this type of an industry never stops. Never. I learned something new on every project. Me too. Every project is a new baby. It is. It is. And, and, and it's such, um, I will say this, I didn't appreciate when I was younger going into it, how much experience plays a role in good design. Yeah. Because it's, it's the experience of making the mistake or making, wishing you'd have done this differently or hearing your client go, I love this, but I would have done this instead. You know, those kind of things where you're like, okay, noted, we won't do that again, or yeah. we'll do it differently next time. And I think that experience, like you said, just getting on the site and getting on the job and going through and experiencing what you have to, to, to know to be able to do the job. I love just that. figure it out as you go. It's the best advice. I mean, one of the first jobs I got was a creative director for a company. Yeah. And he was like, you know, the guy, the, the owner was like, do you know how to use Photoshop? Do you know how to like, you know, enhance images? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I came home and I, I was like, I said to my husband, 
teach me everything you know about Photoshop. I, I love it. I just got a great job, but I have no idea what I'm doing. Like it was literally, literally what happened. That's so awesome. But you did it though. And you weren't afraid to say, go, let's do this. You know, and that's, that's what successful people do. They take, they say yes when they want it, when they're scared or when they want to say no. Yeah, you, you should. So the, the good rule of thumb is you should be scared on every project about 25%. Okay. Of that 100%, you should be 25% scared out of your mind all the time. That's okay. how you know you're pushing yourself, you're pushing your clients, you're getting the right uh, design perspective, you're getting the right feel out of that home or out of that, you know, building or out of that, you know, styling client or whatever that you're doing, you need to be a little bit scared all the time to know that you're not, because that means that you are pushing yourself. You're trying something new. You're managing a new client. You're managing it a new way. You're building something new. You know, when I started building furniture, I was like, uh, pr proportion. Um, did right. nobody talk to me about that? I was like, uh, right. <laughs> balance weight. Like I was like, Meh, like materials, like you just have to eat that shit okay. as you go That's and right. manage it. And then basically figure out, Oh wait, there are certain things that, you know, you have to ask right. a lot of questions. And these days, because I'm on such large projects, I, I, my team is such an important part of oh, my that's growth, so true. right? And it's like, I, I, don't, I don't do anything on my own. I have the most amazing people in my life that I've been able to kind of pull in and grow and expand on every project, right? And, and say, and, and not be afraid to say, listen, you're, this doesn't work and you don't work. And yeah, I need some. A lot of that, it's a lot of this kind of um, learning how to flex and, and, always being a little bit nervous. You know, I'm always a little bit like, am I, is this, is this, a, is this a right, I'm, I'm a little bit scared right now with a 20, yeah. you know, age, like how nervous I am. And then I know that it's okay, you know? So I love that. That's, that is wonderful to be 25% scared. No, that means you're pushing yourself, which is so, so true. And that's about right. I think you don't want to, <laughs> that. yeah, that's terrifying. Um, okay. All right. So I have one more question for you and then I want to get, find out how we follow you on Instagram and how people work with you and all that good stuff. So, uh, happiness. Um, I know that you seem so happy and you're and wildly successful in your projects. Cause I've seen them. They're fabulous. What makes you, what is it that makes you the happiest in life? What is it that, that just fills your soul with happiness? Uh, I mean, I'm, a, I'm upset. I'm an obsessed mom. I'd love my daughter. Wow. And I know that sounds super, super cheesy, but Not at all. Um, I'm just, just watching her grow. She's 14 now and watching her grow into a little, an actual human being. You know, I always joke, um, I don't have any backups. I only have one, so I can't screw this one up. <laughs> so I, I really do try to put as much as I possibly can into um, teaching her everything I can to her and balancing and, and just trying to be a present mom. And that's really hard. It's, it's very difficult with such a demanding industry. You know, on Sunday evenings, I'm on a call on uh, holidays. I'm finishing up projects. Sure. So my, my schedules aren't, aren't uh, uh, the usual, you know, nine to five. So I have to find other bits and pieces of, of life to kind of enjoy with her. But um, I love the ocean. The ocean makes me happy. I love travel. Travel makes me happy. And uh, I love my friends. They keep me sane. 
And I am very, very, very lucky to have very kind, very supportive people in my life. So I, and I think that that's very important to me about, I, I want that I've attracted that into my life because I've, I've tried to be that kind of loving, supportive human as much as I possibly can be. And I put that out into the universe. So I think that's the, what makes me happy. Very simple. Like they're simple things. Like yeah, those, are, easy. those are simple things that you can't buy with money. And that is so far. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. I like to take long walks on the beach. That's right. I hate that. Makes, <laughs> I, I, think, I don't know who doesn't that make happy, right? I don't know. Like I just. I know. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right now, and it's you know negative degrees in your in Toronto, and it's like 30 here. So, okay, Mila, this has been so much fun. How do people get in touch with you? How do they follow you on Instagram? At M I L A Y U D I N A Design. And uh, com is my website. Okay. And, um, yeah. Well, I will put all of that in the show notes because your Instagram is fabulous and people have to get on there and follow you for your fashion, your design, your interior design and your jewelry design because they're going to want it. They're going to want it. <laughs> Thank you right. so much. This has been so much fun. Um, I think we should do it again because I think we could probably talk for, you know, forever. So you're amazing. <laughs> I'm so grateful that you've connected to me. Well, such an amazing human. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's, is, it's been everything I thought it would be. And we will talk again soon. For sure. For sure. <laughs> All right, Mila. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together. And I love that about us. Talk to you in a few days.